Podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm uh, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and uh, we're here in the home office in Bentonville, Arkansas. I've got a uh, special guest with me today. Uh, it's David Roth, and uh, David is the founder of a ministry called Work Matters that was started here in Northwest Arkansas, same place where Influencers was birthed. So welcome, David. Hey, welcome, Brian. It's great to be here. Yeah, and uh, we just wanted to... Uh, give you all a chance to hear about David's ministry and, and what he's doing because uh, his ministry is also two people in the marketplace, which I would say that's where Influencers was birthed. Is, is it, Rocky had an, a, a desire to reach men in the marketplace, and it's now broadened into women and churches and other places. But uh, David has a really narrow, specific focus into the marketplace, and uh, we feel like we're uh, we're kindred spirits, and we, we both want to support each other's ministries, and so uh, we want you guys to know about what, what they're doing. And, and David also went through the journey mm-hmm. uh, back in 2008, I guess it was, yeah. and uh, we'd love to hear some of your comments about that and what that, yeah. helped, what that did in your life as well. But, yeah. uh, so David, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and, and how you came about starting a ministry and uh, kind of where that all started. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. But I do. before I start, I do want to say that um, I, I love the work that you're doing here. I love the journey. I love influencers. Um, the work that Rocky did beforehand is amazing and love that you're getting to kind of come and learn from him and then lead this ministry as well. So um, kudos to you guys on everything that you're doing too. Thank you, yeah. Um, my story is uh, I, I grew up in Arkansas, uh, went to the University of Arkansas, grew up in a Christian home. Um, but I, especially in college, I, I, I really didn't have much purpose in my life. And um, But when I graduated from college, I got a job at a company called Mass Merchandisers, which was in Harrison, Arkansas, before uh, back in the 80s. Um, grocery retailers didn't distribute non-food. They only distributed food, so they, and they outsourced all their health and beauty care. And so that's what this company did was distribute health and beauty care. When I got that first job, I, for the first time in my life, I started to feel some purpose in my life. I started to see that God had, had wired me a certain way, had gifted me a certain way. My dad had given me a work ethic. And so I started having some success in the workplace, and I found that I, I loved work. And uh, so for 20 years, um, I, I uh, had a, a number of different jobs and corporate America, really. I worked for mass merchandisers for about five years, and they got bought by McKesson Corporation out of San Francisco, and I moved to San Francisco and lived there for three years. Had a great time, by the way. I was single still and mm-hmm. um, had a, a great career there. And and then um, a software company that I had done some work with early in my career called and offered me a job to work for them, and so I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, ended up becoming vice president of marketing for this software company, publicly traded company. It was a supply chain management software company. The great part of that job was that I met my wife, Teresa, there, and she worked in the same company. We got married there in, in, um, in 1991. And my first son, Dylan, was uh, born when we lived in Atlanta. Then I got recruited to uh, really a competitor, another software company called Manugistics, where I had the privilege to serve 
on their executive team, running marketing again, and just had an incredible, um, great time working for that company just when supply chain management was exploding. Walmart was kind of blowing up supply chain management in the 90s, and then all these software companies started getting birthed to help people manage their supply chains as well. All that to say that for that 20 years, uh, my focus was really on just worldly success. I, I had a faith in God, and, but I just I call myself a poster child Sunday Christian during that 20 years of my life. I had the right foundation, but the idea of living my faith every day and certainly in my work was it's not present unless I needed God, like many of your listeners are and many of us are. You know, we so often find ourselves in a place where we we're not abiding and uh, we're just we're just grabbing the steering wheel and just trying to do it all ourselves. So that 20 years of my life, that's what that's where I was. Um, but at the end of my five years at that software company, the second software company, we had been incredibly successful, but we missed two quarters in a row. We were a publicly traded company and our stock plummeted and I got fired. And so it was the first time in my life that I, I experienced, you know, failure. And man, it was it was the worst of times and the greatest of times because it was finally, God finally humbled me. And I finally started saying, I've got to live the priorities that I'm telling people, God, family, work. I've got to live them because what I've been doing is, is work, family, God, mostly work. Mm. So we decided to move back to Arkansas and I didn't have a clue what I would do. <clears throat> and God just opened up this door at J.B. Hunt Transport and uh, they hired me as a VP of supply chain management, I think. And I, I still can't really believe it because I'm like, I didn't know anything about transportation, but there were some things that I had in my background that they needed. And so, but the reason I share that was because for about four or five years that I worked at J.B. Hunt, I went to school on this idea of living your faith at work. Uh, I, I had lived so long compartmentalizing my faith into different elements of my life. And certainly the work element was compartmentalized. And, and I started watching these leaders at J.B. Hunt and that I knew were Christians. And I just, well, how are they going to really live this in the hard times when, when they miss their numbers, when a customer leaves, when they need to fire someone in a bar with a prospect, a prospective customer? How do they act? How do they live it out? So I, I literally, they didn't even know I was watching, which I think is a good message for all of us. We're always being watched. We're, mm. Our influence is always there. Mm. So um, at the same time that I'm watching and learning and going to school on what faith and work integration really looks like, um, our church, um, Central United Methodist Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, had a leadership conference. I went to the conference. It was on a Saturday morning. And at the end of the conference, they launched this new ministry called Work Matters. And man, it was as if the last 25 years of my life came together for that moment because I so desperately wanted to, to live, walk with Jesus in every part of my life, especially in my work. And so that day I volunteered and I got added to the original board of directors of this little church ministry is what it was then. And for about 18 months, the ministry took off just as a church ministry. Um, tons of people were participating that didn't even go to church there. And so our church decided to work matters could be more impactful outside of the church than inside of the church. So in 2003, um, work matters became a, a standalone nonprofit, non-denominational uh, nonprofit organization. Um, 
I had become kind of the informal passion leader of this church ministry. And quietly, uh, behind the scenes, my wife and I really started feeling like God was, was calling me to, to do this work. I'm sitting there as a vice president at J.B. Hunt. Money's good, all that stuff. And I'm, and, and I'm just going, wow, is this for real? And so in October of 2003, when the church decided to spin it out of the church, um, two days later, I walked into my boss's office at J.B. Hunt and resigned. And so I became the, the I guess, the second founder of Work Matters, the nonprofit version of Work Matters, and um, the, the first employee of Work Matters uh, 15 years ago. And it's just been an extraordinary ride as an entrepreneur you're living this now, mm-hmm. um, just being by yourself and leading a, a new organization and leading a ministry and not really knowing for sure, you know, what God wants to do with it. So for about 10 years, we we really operated primarily in Northwest Arkansas. I got some great coaching from some, from some people that I really respect to really put deep roots down here uh, in Northwest Arkansas and relationally and from a ministry standpoint. And then about five years ago, we really decided that it was God was calling us to, to begin to develop more content uh, for people to better understand how to live their faith at work. You know, for about 10 years, we were just trying to help people understand that they should integrate their faith in their work. And then what we started hearing over and over again was, okay, I get that, but I, I, don't, I don't understand how. Like, what do you really, what does it really mean to live your faith at work? So we began to, um, to build our team. Um, we began to build new content, small group content and other types of content. And we began to offer that digitally. And so we started growing across the United States. So our small groups of small group content is, has been in 33 states and eight countries. Um, and then there's another, a number of other things that we do that, uh, leads us to our vision today, which is to equip 1 million leaders of faith in 10,000 companies by 2025. Mm-hmm. 1 million leaders of faith, 10,000 companies by 2025. So as we talked um, beforehand, um, there's just a number of ways that that can be accomplished. We just want to try to provide content to people to help them figure out how do I, wherever I am in my faith journey, how do I abide with Christ as I go throughout the day? So when you talk about content, um, are you, you're talking about uh, Bible studies and t- tell the people a little bit about what that looks like, you know, what, yeah. what kind of content you're talking about and what those groups look like. Yeah. Well, um, I'll start with what you mentioned. Um, several years ago, I, I wrote a uh, small group uh, uh, study on Nehemiah and the, the topic was on calling. And, um, and, and long story short, I think what God has kind of called us to do is to be what we call practitioners serving practitioners. So I'm from the marketplace. The other people on our Work Matters team are all from the marketplace. We're not ex-pastors. We're not theologians. We're marketplace leaders that are now trying to help other marketplace leaders walk with Jesus. And so we've tried to create this small group content to make it biblically based, but very practical on how, what, what does Nehemiah say to me about how I handle a boss that I don't like or an integrity issue or competition. All the stories of Nehemiah, there's so much marketplace stuff in the Nehemiah story. Mm-hmm. And then we just continue to write small group studies on uh, the topic of love in the marketplace and that the theme of uh, the biblical theme there is Jesus 
Um, Esther is another study that's on influence in the marketplace. And Daniel is another study, and it's on integrity. Um, these studies are take eight to ten weeks to go through, 60 minutes over lunch, you know, in the marketplace somewhere uh, once a week. So they're, they're pretty non-evasive in terms of how much time it takes, but really powerful to build community, as you well know, of like-minded people. Um, in our case, we're really focused. <clears throat> excuse me. We're really focused on this idea of how to walk with Jesus in my work. That's what most of our content looks like. So, uh, are these uh, are the leaders uh, people that uh, you recruit, or do they just kind of God just kind of raises up leaders who are interested in doing a study and they find out about your ministry, or how does that work? Yeah, um, in the earlier days, we recruited them, mm-hmm. um, and as we've grown, they they find us. We've also tried to make our small groups such that the leader of the group doesn't feel like they have to be, uh, they're not leading a group. They're really facilitating a a discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, And we create a facilitator's guide that helps whoever's facilitating the group, you know, have some notes to help them along. But um, yeah, it doesn't, we don't want somebody to feel like they have to have more or less faith than somebody else or any, any specific leadership skills. What we want to do is just try to get people sitting in a circle and talking about the Bible and, and how the Bible applies to, to their work. So are most companies receptive to allowing Bible studies to happen on their premises and things like that? Yeah. Have you run into any problems with that? No, or? yeah, that's a great question. Um, generally speaking, privately held companies um, are pretty open to it, uh, especially those, as you might imagine, if the senior leadership or the owner or CEO is a Christian. Um, publicly traded companies, a whole different story especially in our culture today, Brian. I mean, our culture, as you know, is just changing so rapidly. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of companies that um, just don't want to go there. They feel like if they let one group that's a Christian group, for example, meet in their offices, then they need to let other groups that have other religious, you know, backgrounds or whatever. So there's there's more and more um, legal concern, cultural concern, in, in publicly traded companies. But in general, I was being a little heavy-handed there. <laughs> I think in general, most companies are okay with it as long as you're smart. And, you know, obviously we always teach people you're never on company time. Um, if you're using company conference rooms and they need to be used for business, then you need to find somewhere else to meet. And just all those common sense kinds of things. Yeah, and, and it seems like uh, a lot of the public companies, they prefer that the, the people, part are, if, as long as they're part of the company, it's okay. They don't want outside groups coming yeah. in necessarily and holding yeah. studies and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. In fact, um, I don't know what the numbers are for our small groups now, but um, probably half of them are uh, are mixed in terms of multiple companies in the same study. Um, probably half are all people inside of a company. I like both, but I think when, when people inside of a company do you know, are in the same study, man, they're just getting to know these people that they're trying to work with every day. And there's just uh, relational capital that gets built that can be used all day long, every day. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, we're trying to get journey groups going in, in the marketplace and yeah. some of these companies. So we've had the same type of things uh, that we've experienced too. You yeah. know? And uh, so are, are the groups that you guys are doing, are they growing? And, and you're just raising awareness and more and more people they'll go through one and then maybe they'll another guy will lead one the next year or yeah, something like I try. that. Uh, but we're also we're also trying to listen to what we're hearing 
people that are doing our studies what their needs are. Mm-hmm. So um, our studies are pretty in-depth. They're easy to do, but they're pretty in-depth. You, you know, to get the most out of it, you need to be spending time before the 60-minute um, small group meeting. Mm-hmm. What we're hearing from a lot of people is, uh, is there a way to give me something where when I'm in the meeting, there's depth, but I, I don't have to do a whole lot of work outside of the meeting. So we're working on some different small group content that's shorter, that's maybe two or three pages, you know, a couple of pages that's a PDF even, as opposed to a, you know, an 80-page guide, study guide or something like that. Something that's just much easier to consume, still hopefully with the same kind of depth. So we're starting to play with that. We're testing it um, with a, a number of different small groups around the country. And then I mentioned to you off air that uh, for your listeners, uh, anyone who's using the Version Bible app, which there are over 310 million people have downloaded that Bible app. Um, they have study plans as a part of that app. And, and we've just written seven devotionals uh, that are sitting there. If you go to the Version Bible app, you can just search Work Matters or Faith and Work, and they'll pop up mm-hmm. on things like work-life balance and integrity and influence and love and uh, calling and all those kinds of things. Um, and so those are can be used either as individual devotionals for like quiet time in the morning, mm-hmm. um, or they can be used for a small group that's super simple. They're probably five minutes it takes to kind of read them. There's scripture and there's a prayer. And, you know, our desire is for people to just use it and let the Holy Spirit guide. They may spend 30 minutes on that topic in their quiet time, or they may spend five minutes before they go to work to read it. It gives them some some food, if you will, for the day, or it could be used, as I said, as a small group piece as well. Yeah. So we're testing lots of different ways and lots of different um, mediums to deliver the small group content um, as well. But, it, but you know, honestly, what it sounds to me like is you're trying to make disciples. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like our missions are the same. Yeah. I mean, you know, something, you know, not just like you just said it, I mean, not just being a Sunday Christian, but that you're a disciple walks with Christ yeah. throughout his day, abides with Christ in his workplace, yeah. wherever he's at. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, just let's be real. I think your approach is taking men and now women on a much deeper dive, like just intentionally the journey book, um, the, the very nature of the content is a very uh, personal kind of deep dive into into your faith. And it's not that we don't want that. We obviously do. Ours stays more at the level of what does the Bible say about these work issues, these topical things that I'm struggling with every day at work? You know, what we often tell people is, you know, you spend half of your life at work. And for so many people who don't have a a bigger vision for work, um, it's just work. And, it, and all the worldly elements of work come into play. It's just money and it's, it's ego and it's some of that stuff's good and some of it's not good. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And what we try to help people t- see is, is to pursue God's purpose for their work. It's a whole different thing when I can start to see God's purpose for work, which to us is really simple. It's how does my work honor God and how is my testimony influencing someone in the process that's a bigger vision for what work really is and so that's that's what we try to teach people and we'll meet them wherever they are Mm -hmm. i mean if it's somebody that's just a nominal believer they may not even be going to church we don't care 
because so often if they can get, you know, catch the aroma of Christ in the workplace, someplace that they like being and they think they own it and they're good at it and all that, and all of a sudden they still, like I did at J.B. Hunt, they start seeing these people that are walking differently. Now all of a sudden their faith is starting to grow. So we love to capture people like that. That's kind of who I was. And then on the, on the other side of that spectrum, man, how do we help people that are deep in their faith and they're abiding and they're walking it every day and they're what we call multipliers. You know, they're, they're disciplers. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out how does first my testimony, how, how am I influencing? I got to first control myself and how I act at work. But then I want to just be saying, how can I, how can I influence other people and disciple other people in the process? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think they could work together. I mean, I think uh, there'd be some people who might not be ready for the journey for a nine-month process or whatever, and, and this would be an easy on-ramp. Yes. Not that it's not any, you know, the, your stuff is deep and will really hit their heart, you know, but you're like you said, you reach them where they are. So, yeah. So I love that, you know, because yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's not enough of that in the marketplace, yeah. I would say. And I can I just interject here, mm-hmm. you know, we talked a little bit that I, I got to do the journey, um, we think, in 2008. Um, we were talking to Rocky off air. I found my journey book and just 2008. I think that's when I took it. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the things that I remember most about my, my journey time, first of all, the community element with about 12 other men. But then those half days where I, I vividly remember sitting in my little folding chair under a shade tree by this creek on some guy's farm and uh, praying and journaling, you know, I think we did it twice, if I remember correctly. And just, man, the, the depth of, of, of what God, how God speaks to you through the journey. And then in particular, those two days where you're, you know, you're just, you God reflecting on what the journey process has taught you and what he's saying to you is awesome. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I love what y'all are doing. Yeah, well, and, and at the end of the journey, we're always telling guys to live it out, right? And And we know some guys will live it out by, leading more journey groups or whatever, mm-hmm. but we, some people are just going to live it out wherever God's called them. And yeah. you have a clear calling to something that God has put in front of you, you know? So, yeah. uh, and, and he's, you're still, you're still abiding and, and figuring out what that looks like every day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so much. I mean, it's just, I don't know about you, but just abiding is just the greatest challenge of my faith journey. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just was praying on the way over here. You know, it's just feels like I go two or three hours at a time, not even thinking about God. And I don't want I, I don't want that. Mm. I, I just want to be in His presence all day long. And so it's a constant challenge, even for those of us that are leading ministries. Yeah, <laughs> we, oh. we need it just as bad as anyone else. Well, you were you were commenting on Gabe's principles of influence. Mm-hmm. You said that was something that you yeah. still remember. You know, be a God seeker, be a God abider, and live it out. Exactly. You know, and and I think what you guys are doing is is one practical way to help you know, be a God seeker, you know, through the studies and through the, the yeah. devotionals and all that. And to live it out. And to live it out right at, you know, at your, at your workplace, exactly. you know, not something that you, you're not a closet Christian at work, you know, that yeah. they don't know about your faith or anything like that. Yeah. You, you're pretty, pretty public with it. No? Yeah. And I just, that bears repeating for those that are listening that, that maybe you're not thinking so much about living their faith at work as maybe they are just going deeper in their faith journey. But, um, it all starts with us as individuals. I think so often, especially um, really strong believers, want to just start focusing on, you know, how, how do I share the gospel with other people? How do I disciple other people? And I'm just a big advocate of saying, man, it all starts with me. 
and how every day, how am I living it? What are the words that are coming out of my mouth in meetings and how am I treating people and what what's the integrity of my decision and my loving coworkers, even though love might mean something difficult, but am I loving them? And to me, that's where it all starts. And then from that flows the opportunity, you know, to really sit down with someone and begin to share you know, as Andy Stanley says, to pour what's in your cup in someone else's cup. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't uh, give something what you, you know, that you don't have, you know, you can't yeah. give away what you don't have, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's, we talk a lot about the accountability groups was the thing I was first introduced to. And, uh, and it was fine, except for it was just kind of horizontally driven. And it was kind of like comparing yourself to another person, as long as I'm doing better than that person, oh, yeah. that I'm okay, you know, right. and that was the wrong bar. It needs to be, you know, accountable to the, to Christ, yeah. vertical relationship. Then, if you have that, you can give something to those other men that you're trying to help. Yes, you know. But uh, if you just keep it horizontal, it doesn't really go anywhere. So, so I love it that the word is the core of what you guys are mm-hmm. doing, which is really the word is the core of our deal too. Self feeding on God's word is yeah. is the important thing. If, if people start doing that, transformation happens. Exactly. You know, every day. Yeah. So, so people make um, you know this idea of living your faith at work complicated, and it's really not. It's exactly what you just said. It's like, am I in the word? Am I praying? And, and then, and, and then it's just flowing out from there. You know, all of that affects my behavior. But if I'm not in the Word and I'm not praying, it's probably not going to go that well. Yeah, yeah. So, if any of our influencer guys or gals are out there and work in a company and are interested in checking out a Bible study, where, where do they start, or what what would you tell them to do? Yeah, yeah. The the easiest thing to do is just go to our website, uh, workmatters.org, uh-huh. workmatters.org. Uh, we call them studies, so you can just click right on the homepage, studies, and you'll be able to see all four of the studies that I mentioned before. You can purchase them online. We're a nonprofit organization, by the way, and about 75% of our income comes from people who donate, companies and individuals who donate. 25% comes from from content that we sell, and this is one of those examples. We charge whatever we have to charge to cover our costs. but So people can order them online, and we ship them, and it's super easy process. I would also mention that we have uh, one large event per year uh, that's really become a national event. Um, We have, it's on September the 14th. It's on our website. It's here in Northwest Arkansas. um, And we'd love for people to come here, but we're also streaming it. And so people can watch it, uh, get a group of people together and watch it or to watch it on your computer at work or whatever. But some of the speakers uh, that people may have heard of, Phil Vischer, who is the creator of Veggie Tales and has got an incredible faith and work uh, story. Uh, the Benham Brothers, a founder of the Benham Companies, the twins, David and Jason Benham. Donnie Smith, the former CEO of Tyson Foods. He, he has a spot at every event we do. <laughs> we love him, so he's speaking. Um, some other folks that might be of interest um, locally is um, Tacos for Life Founders. This is a new restaurant here that uh, no, the we couple love, that found that restaurant yeah yeah um, they'll be speaking there as well and I mentioned the Uversion Bible app the founder of the Uversion Bible app uh, Bobby Grenewald is going to be speaking okay. so really can't wait for him and then the last one John Tyson he's the pastor of uh, the city the church of the city in New York City okay he spoke last year he's phenomenal at understanding how important the marketplace is to uh, to our culture and to our faith. So if people are interested in that, in that event, all that information is on our website as well. Okay.
Cool. Well, thank you. I, and I've been to one of those events, and I, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah so you guys you. do a great job. I mean, it really, uh, really is very professional. And, uh, you know, uh, I think you told me off air that one of your values is excellence, yeah. doing things with excellence. You know, if you're going to serve God, do it with excellence. Right. And, and I see that. Yeah. So uh, Colossians 3.23, yeah. work with all your heart is working for the Lord. That's right. Well, you guys do a great job. So uh, you're making an impact and God is blessing it. And and just so glad we get to share the same backyard and help each other. And, uh, you know, we're really partners in ministry is the way I see it. So we love you guys. uh, Yeah. And we, David and I met uh, years ago when we were on a planning team for a Promise Keeper event that was going to be at Razorback Stadium. And and, uh, 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. That's before I even knew about influencers. It didn't even know it existed. You know, it had already started, but I didn't know about it. You didn't either at the time. And so, uh, kind of funny how paths end up, I never dreamed I'd be living here. Exactly. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's really cool. So God, God's always working things out. So anyway, well, I hope you all will uh, check out the website, workmatters.org. And, uh, David Roth is, is our guest today. And, uh, David's a great resource, uh, and uh, so so glad he's here in this area. So I'd, I'd love to just, if anyone wants to contact me directly, uh, uh-huh. my email is droth at workmatters.org. Okay, great. D-R-O-T-H at workmatters.org. Love great. to hear from anybody that I can help. Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys will love if you call him or get to know him. Uh, he's a great man. So, well, David, thank you for being part of our podcast, and I uh, hope this... Uh, Prompts. I know there'll be somebody out here who needed to hear this today. So uh, we do this just with faith, knowing God's doing something, you know. So uh, anyway, well, um, okay. Well, uh, again, this is the Influencers Network podcast. Uh, We have uh, other podcasts you might want to listen to. If you go to our website, influencers.org, you can go to the resource tab and then the podcast tab, and you will find all the other uh, podcasts we've done. Um, or you can also find us on the on your smartphone if you search uh, Influencers Global Ministries. So anyway, thank you for joining us today. My name is Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And I'm just going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today.